Uh, you know what? I'm just I, I, so heated because of what, what you're telling me because I, I do not want to live in a world <laughs> in a world where a craft dinner is the fucking substitute to a good macaroni. You're putting powder. No, no, no. Mac, macaroni, as you call it, is a substitute for KD. God. <laughs> oh, my God. Go to... Go to Italy. If you ask, if you ask any Canadian, would they rather have macaroni or KD? They will tell you KD is the best. It is superior. It is the fucking national treasure, and it is the greatest dish in Canada. I'm Mason Dixon, a Habs fan stuck in Leafs country. With my co-host, Corey, a southern beauty trapped deep in the bayous of Louisiana. With over 2,500 kilometers of separation, we still managed to come together to give you Habs Nightly, your hub for Habs content. While I don't know what a kilometer is, I do know Habs hockey. Don't let the 10-year age gap or distance fool you. We bleed Blue Blanc Rouge, and we're known to serve up hot takes along with our unique charm. Join us every Monday and Thursday for Hockey Talk, Ref Rage, and your daily dose of Southern ignorance. Only on the Hockey Podcast Network. Katie is the superior macaroni and cheese. Get the fuck out of here. You put Um, ketchup on your fucking macaroni, you nasty kid? Yes, I fucking do. This has been Habs Nightly. You guys have a great night. Two of the sport's most respected fighters stepped back into the octagon this weekend to, to compete for the Walter Waite title. DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of the UFC, is giving you a shot at huge cash prizes. For this weekend's fight, DraftKings is offering new players a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. If you haven't yet, Fantasy MMA is easy to play. Just pick six fighters, stay under the salary cap, and pile up points for advances, takedowns, and more. There's no better way to put up Put up your MMA knowledge to the test, then compete for a shot of millions of dollars in total prizes. Plus, don't forget about basketball and hockey. Go draft, go bet on your Kings, where DraftKings has even more money to pile up for grabs this weekend. DraftKings is safe and secure, so you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. Download the DraftKings app now and use the promo code THPN to get a shot at, at millions of dollars in total prizes throughout the week. That's promo code THPN to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes, only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. And if you or anyone you know has a problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hello LA Kings fans and hockey fans and welcome to episode 20 of season 2 
of the Kings Den, as always presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. As always, I'm your host, Jordy Cunningham. Thank you so much for joining me for episode 20 of season 2 of the Kings Den. As always, before we get started, don't forget to check us out on Twitter and Instagram at the Kings Den. THPN. That's at the Kingston THPN. Don't forget to check me out on Twitter at Cunningham Jordy or on Instagram at Jordy underscore Cunningham23. As always, we are presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. So don't forget to check out check the Hockey Podcast Network out on Twitter and Instagram at HockeyPodNet. Don't forget to check us out on YouTube for all of our great video footage around the network. And don't forget to check us out on Patreon for just one dollar. You can find all of our exclusive bonus content, including after hours and so much more episode 20 season two of the king's den one game to talk about and a great great interview first of all your la kings losing four to three in the shootout to the san jose sharks last night first matchup against the sharks getting a point against the sharks but not enough just not a good first period for the la kings getting outshot bad in the first period down two nothing after the first period it wasn't a good start for the LA Kings they were outshot actually 12 to 4 in the first period they were down 2 nothing after the first it was a tough period it was not a good start to this to this game but then they came back and it was one of those nights where we've talked about it a lot this season where there's the Kings are scoring a lot more which is nice this season but there are still going to be some nights where it's going to be the top line uh, doing the doing the work, and it was last night. Brown got put back on the first line last night. Kopitar scores his third of the year from Iofalo and Brown, and then Brown scores his league, or team leading fifth of the year from Kempe and Doughty. Those were both in the second period. The game was tied at two after the second period, and then opening the third period, Dustin Brown scores his second of the game, six of the season. He's been hot lately on an assist from Iofalo that made it three to two at the time. So as you can see right there. Kempe got an assist, but he was yet not on the first line anymore as Brown got promoted back to it with Kopitar and I follow. And you can see they combined for a bunch of points, all three goals. So it happened. I don't really like seeing Dustin Brown on the first line, but hey, it worked last night. And honestly, they flipped the lines around a bit last night. And I kind of liked that uh, Kempe and Carter were together. And it's something like we're going to see a lot of line shuffling. We know this, especially with the lineup we have right now. But seeing Kempe, Velarde, and Cop- and uh, Carter together, I really like that as a makeshift line. Like, that's a line that should be together. And, yes, Kempe is great on the first line. I love him on the first line as well. But if you're going to take him off the first line, you first line, you have to put him on a line with Velarde and Carter. And head coach Tom McClellan finally did that, and it was great to see. Also, the fourth line, we've talked about it a lot. They've been together the last couple of games and they've been playing great. They've bring, bring in intensity. They're bringing fight and it's awesome. The line of Anderson Dolan, Grundstrom and more, they've been great as a fourth line. They've been grinding. They've been in on the four check. They've been doing a great job. Unfortunately though, in this game, it was a problem that the LA Kings have had this season. What are they really good at? The LA Kings are really good at allowing a goal in the first couple of minutes of a period. And they're really good at allowing a goal in the last minute of a period. Tonight, or in this game, what do they do? Timo Meyer scores a minute and 20 into the game. Not a good start. Then they're up 3-2 in the third. Evander Kane scores with 45 seconds left to tie the game. That's something that has to be improved for this LA Kings team. That cannot happen. Stuff like that just cannot 
happen. In the shootout, uh, everyone got stopped for the Kings. It was the first of the season. Kopitar, Leas Anderson, and Velarde all got stopped. Meanwhile, it was Logan Couture that scored the game-winning goal in the shootout for the San Jose Sharks. So the LA Kings lose 4-3 to the San Jose Sharks. But they get to do it all again Thursday night as they play each other in LA once again. And then, right now on the schedule, there's a break. A longer break because the game on Saturday night will not be happening because the Minnesota Wild are in COVID protocol. They're hoping that the game on Monday night happens, but we are yet to see. But there has been rumors of some schedule tinkering, maybe because Anaheim doesn't play on Saturday. They might come to town. Well, we'll have to wait and see, but we get into schedule tinkering and everything about the LA Kings so far this season as we have Dennis on this episode from the Kings realm, the newest podcast here at the hockey podcast network yeah that's right we are the only team the la kings here at the hockey podcast network are the only team with two podcasts i've been the the la kings guy the whole time since the network started and now we've joined now we have the king's realm joining us as well we have two la kings podcasts joining us or uh, we now have two la kings podcasts on the network they're great guys we had dennis from the king's realm on to talk everything kings and it was just a great interview so much fun happy to have him part of the network so again here's dennis from the king's realm on the king's den and now we would like to welcome to episode 19 of season two of the king's den dennis one of the newest members of the hockey podcast network the host of the king's realm the second la kings podcast we have here at the network dennis how's it going Sorry, I got to get a get a beer Beautiful. crack in there. It's, it's it. tradition. You start off the podcast with a beer crack in the, where we come from. Absolutely. So, I love it. Thanks for well, having me. No problem. Thanks for joining me. Such short notice. We just kind of threw this together right away. Uh, the second Kings podcast to the network, like I said. Welcome. Uh, the Kings Realm. How long have you guys had the Kings Realm going on for before you joined the network? Um, we started actually under a different name. Um, it was uh, okay. we started off as the GIS Kings show. So um, it was my cousin. He had a podcast. Uh, they're called Guys in Short Sports, covering LA sports. And there was a, a bit of a demand for for Kings content, and so he he got us started with some some buddies of his, and we we just hit it off really well. Um, so we started in 2016 under that name, and then we changed to the Kings Room about 2017 uh, when we got our own studio and just kind of took off from there, doing our own thing. Nice. And uh, of course, uh, you're, you're in LA, been Kings fan through and through your whole life, eh? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I have been a Kings fan my whole life. I can remember them playing in form blue and gold on TV. And I went <laughs> to my first game um, when I was like eight or nine years old. Um, it was a, a game against Edmonton, actually. So you might get a kick out of this. Um, okay. And it was an 8-3 win for the Kings. And it was, uh, we went because uh, we had just got Gretzky and my dad wanted to go get, see yeah. Gretzky and I wanted to go see Robitaille. Yeah. He was my favorite player. So and, uh, <laughs> that's awesome. I'll, I'll never forget it, man. It was awesome. Oh, th- that's awesome. That is a, like, what a way to start your fandom as well to go see Gretzky right away. Like, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I'm very fortunate, you know, to, to have seen Gretzky play for the Kings and, and, you know, actually remember going to games and mm-hmm. remember him scoring the, you know, the 2000 point getting all those records as a King. It's awesome. Yeah. It's great time. And we were just, and just before we started here, we were uh, off air. We were talking about your uh, co-host Jordan, and you said he became a Kings fan right around 2011. So just when it was, just when the bandwagon yeah, was open up exactly. for everyone, eh? Exactly. Yeah. So we <laughs> we like to give him some shit for it, but um, 
you know, he he did get in before the cup. Well, so we'll give him credit for that, but we're not going to give him much. <laughs> yeah, no, for, for sure. Totally agree. And now let's just get to the Kings of now. Of course, Kings going through a rebuild. I talk about it every episode. You talk about it every episode. What have, What are your thoughts on the season so far? Well, I mean, of course, the injuries, man. It, it's, it's And the COVID up. list. The COVID list, yeah. I mean, we've had uh, a double A out for a while uh, for COVID. Uh, he's supposedly coming back any day now, so maybe mm-hmm. we can get him in against the Sharks. Hopefully, Zod's out. Obviously, uh, Walker had his face blown off. Um, he great uh, news. He and, great news that Roy skated today. Yeah, non-contact jersey, but he was skating today. So hopefully, we get him back. He's you know big piece uh, missing here, rookie piece. of the year and all that stuff. So. Um, hopefully we can start getting, getting some guys back, but to start the season, even though they were losing games to the wild, you saw it in those games. And, you know, Uh I've, I've taken some crap from the, the other hosts, James and Jordan, and I've taken crap from guests we've had on, um, they're losing games, but you can see it. We're scoring goals, which didn't happen before. So it's there. (laughs) true. The defense is still young. I mean, the, there was a, a stat thrown out after, uh, Roy and Walker went out that, it was like three defensemen on the team had less than 20 games of NHL experience. So insane. Obviously that's not going to go very well. Right. Yeah. So um, I like what I see. We, we put penciled it in as the rainbows and butterflies. We might make the playoffs this year. Um, if, <laughs> you know, and, and there's another, the Kings official podcast, Jesse Cohen, we're, we're buddies with him. He has mm-hmm. said it multiple times. Jordan keeps bringing it up that, our playoff hopes would hinge on our seri- season series with Minnesota because they're going to be the one team that had the potential to fall off, uh-huh. you know, out of the, the top four. Um, and that obviously isn't going well. So we're, yeah. we're not going to be making the playoffs unless something miraculous happens, but first, yeah, a lot of experience uh, for the kids this year. So, yeah. Okay. There, there, there's so much to break down there. First of all, you were just brought up Minnesota quickly. I got to just bring this up because when I realized this, at the start of the season, I thought it was insane. And I talked with Isha and the state of hockey about it. The host of the soda pod guys here mm-hmm. at the network. Isn't it insane that the Kings in Minnesota series is done before the end of February? Yeah. Like what scheduling whole, is that? This whole, the the whole year is weird. I mean, even with the, the COVID protocols, um, what is it? It's Arizona and Vegas or somebody has like seven games in a row against each other. Yeah. That's crazy. And- yeah, and of course Vegas, like having someone have to leave the game because of COVID protocols mid-game last yeah, night, like it, just it's insane. It's, it's like it's like Justin Turner in the World Series. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah right. Coming back <laughs> yeah. out, both in the game, then come back out for the celebration, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, just that. in the rest time pack as well, I see the same thing in this Kings team. Like, there's like the I, I the way I see it is you got to take that step up every year and this is like the small a small step so far what is it 12 games in 15 games in whatever it is it's been a small step so far but they're getting there again like when 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 you lose Roy and Walker in the same in the same game that's so difficult but yeah. you're seeing more production throughout all the lines in the forward group last night against San Jose was one of those games where it's like okay the top line is going to go take take over the game so I got mm-hmm. like other guys were productive, but it's one of the games where it's like the I follow Kopitar uh, Kempe line is going to go do all the scoring sort of thing. But some yeah, of the improvements, I, what's sorry? It's the old guys took over. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But some of the experience I, I see in this team that I think is really going to grow as the season goes on. And I would like to see some of the young guys get more of a chance as well. Like uh, the last two games, I would have liked to see Bordenfoot in there sort of thing. So like, yeah, it's, 
I will, and, and also just another thing quickly. You said, uh, like we're like the Kings are competitive. And the last series against Vegas was the first one where they didn't get at least a point in it. So you can see yeah. that they're in every single game. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they're, they're with, with the exception of a few periods and and maybe that that first Vegas game, they've been competitive in the games. Yeah. Um, I mean, if we can just figure out a way to just start the game in the second period, uh, you yes. know, we're going to win a lot more games. So. If we can, if we can figure out a way to not allow a goal in the first minute or not allow a goal in the <laughs> right? final minute, that would yeah, be nice. They've allowed the the first goal in every game except for one this this season. And so what is it's it? Brutal. And Evander Kane scored in the final minute last night. Who what? Yeah. It was Ryan Sutter. Ryan Sutter scored at three seconds left in the second mm-hmm. game of the year. Like that's something that Kane's got to figure out as well. Yeah, I think uh, I think we might hold the record for most goals given up in the last thirty seconds of a period. So, I, I, or, or the first minute. You're right about <laughs> yeah. that. It's and, it's painful, and then that's the and that's the learning curve of you know the young guys out there. So, it's yeah. it's painful to watch, but you know this it, it's just going to make it all that much sweeter when they actually you know get the kids up. I mean, still rated number one farm system in the NHL. Yes. So, it's uh, it, good things are coming. It's just painful to watch and. Yeah. Would would you have liked to see Bordenfoot in their last few games? Um, I I yeah, I would have. I, I would have liked to see him rather than Alt come up. Um, yeah. But in my mind, you the the practice and, and what's going on there. Yeah. But also in my mind, he's one of the guys where it's like, if you're gonna have him up, play him. If you're not yeah. gonna play him, send him to Ontario. Yeah. So the 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 whole thing of eating into his ELC. You know, if yeah. he gets over the seven games or whatever yeah. it is this year, it's I think yeah. they shortened it up. Um, but I think with with what we're seeing out of the defense so far, with everybody being out and maybe people not playing up to their potential or having a hard time figuring it out, I think we're going to see him. And I think we're going to see Cali have it a few more games too. Um, I'm surprised he didn't get another game after scoring a goal yeah, know, in too. his first game, what, five minutes mm-hmm. and 38 seconds into his NHL career, and he's got a goal. We yeah, already had sure. the same kind of story last year. We were actually at that game. First time oh, really? he touched the puck, he put it in the net. You know, yeah. it was like 12 seconds on the ice or something like that. It's incredible. <laughs> so, yeah. And uh, just, yeah, I think Kaliev's going to get more games as well. And there's a few others that I think could, I would like to see get chances as well. Like, of course, like it'd be nice to see Byfield up, but that's one of the guys like you just don't know. It'd be nice to see some other guys get a chance though this season, depending on how the season goes, obviously. Yeah, I mean, if if this season winds up being the way it's turning out, we'll probably see those guys towards the end of the year, maybe get yeah. a shot just to see what they can do against the NHL. Um, Byfield's performance in the the World Juniors, I think, warrants him to spend a year or two in Ontario just yeah. because he wasn't quite up to par with a lot of the guys that have been playing in the NHL. Yeah, uh, and you saw it out there. I mean, he had a couple. He had one really good game. Um, yeah, but other than that, he game. was he was kind of uh, invisible. So I think he, he needs a little bit more. He needs to kind of grow into his frame. Uh, he's really big. But <laughs> yeah, he and he's to, just going to uh, keep he, growing. Yeah, he needs to bulk up. And, you know, it, it's just going to take time. But you can see it. He's He'll be there. Um, I think we actually see Turcotte this year. Um, yeah, I, I would I would like that as well. I yeah, think so just, as well. To, just to see how he stacks up. You know, and it, even if it's not that he's staying with the team, um, but seeing him uh Bjornfoot, uh a couple of the other guys just get some games and and see how they do you never know 
Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you look at what happened last year with the eight game winning streak to, to end the season and the season, yeah. it, you know, that yeah, it so, was the kids. It was Velarde. Yeah. It was Anderson. It was the kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and Anderson's been playing well. Anderson. Dolan. He has. I've really, him and plague have been awesome on the back end that. Yeah. I'm glad you point that out because I, we have been waiting for Clegg for years. You know, since yeah. we, we heard about this kid, it's like, when is he going to make it? And yeah. he, he's getting the minutes and he's, he's proving himself. So I'm, I'm really is. glad to see yeah. that. And he's he's calm, he's cool, collected. He looks so much yeah. more confident than last year, and it's so exactly. nice to see. Yep, exactly. And also, just speaking of Kaliev and young guys quickly, like Kaliev gets his first, and then, oh, is it the next game, Anderson Dolan finally gets his first. And here's a guy that you kind of expect more of, but you want, like, he's, another, he's kind of an in-between guy, right? And you, you hope the production keeps continuing, but it was nice to see him get his first finally. Yeah, and he's one of those guys that just like uh, he's a worker, like more like a I follow. Mm-hmm. Um, he's gonna, he's the guy that's gonna gonna work for his chances. He's gonna work for his teammates. You know, digging in corners, getting in the dirty areas, crashing the net. Um, Cali was the same way. You know, he's he's a net crasher, and that's how he scored his goal. Um, mm-hmm. So that's that's kind of something that the the Kings have been missing a bit since you know the Cup teams is that mm-hmm. that guy that's not afraid to get in front of the net. Um, you know, besides Brown, Brown's been yeah. our guy to do that, and he's he's been great at it. But you need more guys like that, and mm-hmm. you know, it's still this year. How many times do you see a, a pass go to the slot and there's nobody there? There's yeah. no crash in the net. There's nobody there to take it. So, mm-hmm. it seeing seeing these guys kind of come up, they're going to figure that out, and they're going to start getting to those spots and and putting some more pucks in the net. And, and speaking of Anderson Dolan, just elaborating on Anderson Dolan as well, uh, in this time where you have four regulars out of the lineup, there's been some lines that have that had to have been thrown together. And the last three games, the two in Vegas and last night against San Jose, there was Anderson Dolan with Moore and Grunstrom. And they've actually been pretty good. They've been grinding. What did you think of that line over the three um, games together? Moore is like one of those like Trevor Lewis He's, type to me. He's more of an yeah. unsung hero. He's good. Yeah. Um, but you don't hear his name a lot. He just, he's not on the stat sheet a lot. And, um, I mean, Amadio's kind of had that through his career, although Amadio's yeah. kind of not been that guy this year, but yeah. Grundy, Grundstrom, man, he is, he's, uh, he's been I awesome. I like him a lot. Yeah, yeah. He has been awesome. Yeah. That is a uh, real uh, grinder line. That is your, your typical fourth line, you know, no enforcer, mm-hmm. not that fourth line, but your, yeah. your grinded out fourth line. And that's yeah. something that, that we had in, in 2012 and 2014 mm-hmm. was that fourth line that would do that. And, and you, you can see it developing again. So I, sure. I hope that that continues on. Yeah. And, and also like I said it last season, like just bringing Blake Lazat back into it. Like he's not a second line center. He is right now. But he's going to be a guy on that fourth line when this team is good. Yeah. I really like he's small, which hurts him. But I really like like he is a grinder in my mind. Yeah, absolutely. And he he definitely fits that third, fourth line role more yes. so than a, a top six role, um, mm. which I wanted to get your thoughts on this because it's it's baffling to us. And I think it's more of the the combination with the other players. But Amadia, with all the injuries, is centering the second line. Yet yeah, Velarde is centering, I think, the third or fourth line right now. Yeah, that is not it. Velarde yeah. should be getting the chance up there. Yeah, I, and I agree, but I think it, it might be one of those things where he's just playing so well with his line mates uh, where he's at right yeah, now. True. But I I, I think if you have like a, a, a Velarde, uh, Kempe, Carter line, 
especially yeah. with the way Carter's been playing this year. I think yeah, oh, some I love Anson Carter this season. It's been awesome. Yeah. So I'm oh, sorry. So, I said Anson Carter. Yeah. Jeff Carter. Anson Carter. That's a throwback right there. Holy. Former King Anson Carter. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Holy. Yeah. I can't believe I just said that. Yeah. No, Jeff Carter. Yes. Good old, good yeah, old Jeff no, the, the way he came back, like you could see the break helped him out a lot. And growing out his hair too. That really helped. Oh, it looks phenomenal. Yeah. I mean, I, I, we, we've got him for our vote for best flow in the league. Easily. Was, wasn't Carter, <laughs> did, did they change the lines a little bit last night? They did, right? Wasn't Carter skating with someone else for a little bit? They uh, might have been. Was, I don't remember off the top of my head. I, I can't remember. They he's been he's been toying with the lines a little bit. Um, I'm yeah. really. I mean, except for last night, it really worked out. I'm I'm kind of bummed that Brown's back on the first line. Not that I don't love Brown. Yeah, I am it's too. Actually, that, that Kempe has done so well on the first line. It's um, been scored, awesome. Yeah, he scored four games in a row on the first line. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I don't know what happened, but he got taken off, and Brown got put back up there. And we went some games without any production up there. And it's just yeah. kind of like, why, why, why did Kempe go down in the lines? That's, it's yeah. one of the, the mysteries that we haven't solved yet. But uh, I loved I, him. I, I, actually, I actually just have the notes in front of me from Zach Dooley, the LA Kings insider from his like, from his write up today, summing mm-hmm. last night's game up. And in last night's game, we did have Carter with Velarde and Kempe for a little bit. So hopefully okay, okay. we stick with that for a little bit until lineup gets healthy because that line to start the season of, of Lazat, double a and carter was so much fun to watch oh double a and carter on the same line it's just just the speed alone is, yeah is, then that's uh when i saw that line uh projected i'm like man is carter gonna be be able to keep up with this and yeah he came out and just blew everybody away his yeah he had that uh it was like surgery on his core muscles or something like that mm-hmm. over in the off season and yeah. he had a good recovery good workouts and it's it's definitely paid off for him and but just for one game, when Double A is back, just for one game, maybe late in the season, whenever it is, I need Double <laughs> A and Wagner on the same line just to see the speed of that line. There you go. Yeah, just have the, Carter it, go back to center for that line or for it, that. It uh, might, that the two of them might give up a million goals together, <laughs> but just the speed would be insane to watch. Yeah, uh, I mean that's been kind of the knock on Double A, but his uh, I think he's been a lot better defensively with the Kings and the, the short stint he's yes. had so far than he has in his career with anybody else, especially yeah, um, I agree. You know, with Detroit. He was yeah. a defensive liability for sure. Yeah. You, yeah. Yeah. And now quickly, what has been like, who, who or what has been the biggest surprise for you this season? I think Carter's one of them. Um, yeah. Just with his, uh, he's, he definitely fell off the past few years, but uh, you know, he had that, that leg injury um, where he had his, uh, yeah. it was like tendon cut or something like that. Uh, you know, he's getting older, so he's got the nagging injuries, but he's definitely been a, a, a big surprise. Um, I, I mean, I have I'm, a thing. I have a thing that's been the biggest surprise to me. The penalty that? kill has been awesome. <laughs> Fifth it in has. the league. And well, the, I mean, the power you, play- just special teams in general, like the power play is much improved as well, but the penalty yeah. kill has been all. Awesome. Yeah. And that's one thing, uh, McClellan, we call him uh, tater Todd hashtag tater Todd. Um, <laughs> he's, uh, he's always had a good, uh, a power play wherever he's been, uh, yeah. really good special teams just kind of in general. So it's, it's good to see that, that continue on with the Kings, but yeah, that is, that is a bright spot and very good. And, um, they just need to, uh, work on not getting in the box so much. So they've yeah. been getting a little bit better as of late. We, but yeah, the Kings are good at that. The Kings are really yeah. good at that. 
And I think that a lot of that has to do with just being a young team. And I, I was just going to say mistakes and you know, there's yeah. now they're short. So people trying to do too much and just yeah. making those little mistakes. Yeah. Uh, what was, Oh, I just had a question. Now it escaped me, but now before I get back to that, it'll, it'll come back to me. Uh, what if you think there's a lot of guys that the Kings like took risks on this to bring in this season? Double A has worked out great so far. Holy yeah. matter had a horrendous start to the year. He's it's, finally playing a, a little better, which is nice to there. see. Yeah, um, but yeah, he, he's he's notorious for for having a hard time. Adjusting. First of all, starts exactly. So yeah, he'll and get he's, there. He's also like admits that himself. So yeah, he did, um, and that was awesome. I loved hearing that. Yeah, it's it's good when they they can realize it in themselves. You know, they they see their faults. Um, Drew likes him, and I think if he can get back to uh, the system, you know, that they were were mm-hmm. getting there in 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 preseason, um, if he can get back to where they need him to be, I think him and Drew is a, are a fantastic first pair. Uh, I agree. I think so as well. I totally agree with that. But the one guy I want to bring up in the new guys, I guess, the kind of like. See see what we get out of these guys, guys that need a change of scenery, is uh, Leas Anderson. He's kind of bounced in and out of the lineup. Yeah. He's been inconsistent. What have you thought of him? It, I think you nailed it. Inconsistent, but it's there. You can he see could it. Be, the, the way I look at it, he could be this year's Adrian Kempe. He could be. Like last year, at the start of the year, Kempe was so inconsistent. Mm-hmm. But he got better and better and finally got that as the season went on. And now you can see that this season, that he's fully... Yeah, like he's fully there. He's been consistent all season long. Yeah, I don't worry about uh, Kempe as uh, you know he was a defensive liability. He made bad passes. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, the past few games the entire team makes bad passes. But <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. It, it you're right that he's he's slowly rolling off our our shit list and Amadio's taking his place and Mata. Um, yeah, but I, I think Anderson. He just needs a bit more time. I think he's a little bit slower uh, developing. I mean, he was what a, a seventh overall, seventh pick overall in twenty seventeen, yeah, um, and really didn't get the the chance he deserved. No, um, in Toronto, it was Toronto, right? New York, New York, New York. Um, so he didn't get the chance he deserved there, and he's he's got the opportunity here, especially with all these injuries. Um, but yeah. it, he needs to get in the lineup. He needs to find a way to get in the lineup, and he he's got to earn that with Todd. And yeah, rightfully so. But um, if he can figure it out, you can see it. You 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 see the the foundation, and yeah. uh, just like Kempe, you saw the foundation, and it's finally paying off. So it's, yeah, I think it's pretty good uh, comparison. Wow, like with Kempe, I'll never forget last season. It was kind of like the turning point for me. For him was it was like the inconsistency was there, kind of in the lineup, out of the lineup. And then he had that game in Boston, I think in December, where he had like two goals and an assist or something like yeah. that. And you just saw it like click that yeah, game. Yeah, his, his breakout the, game. Yeah, and the flip kind of, the the switch flipped for him. And I think Anderson could have one of those at some point this season as well yeah. and just kind of figure it all out and put it together. Yeah, I mean, hopefully that comes uh, sooner than later, right? And he, I mean, he's not a, a trade piece or something like that. Uh, absolutely, absolutely. And there, like, of course, when you're a team that's rebuilding, you have these guys that I kind of call stopgap guys, the guys that are going to be here for a year or two. Mm-hmm. And, and Athens is at the top of that list right now, but he's been playing well. He deserves to be in the lineup. Absolutely. I got. I don't say. I don't see space for a guy like Marty Furk. Like, I'm sorry, but I just don't. I want to see the young guys in. I, I mean, at the same time, yeah, but when he's in the lineup, the 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 tone of the game changes. 
Um, yeah, I and see it's that. Not, it's not a major change, like you know, like when you have like that big enforcer in the line, or, or mm-hmm. you know, the used to happen, like when Evenons was in the game, like you knew some shit was going to go down. Um, yeah. But Ferk changes the the tone of the game because of his shot, and yeah. he will. Yeah, that's true. That, and he's got that, that is true. shot, and he puts people on notice with that shot. So. Yeah. Um, he i think he is a low-key difference maker he's not the the big flashy guy but when you look at the stuff he does you know i i think it's i'm gonna i'm gonna do it anyway it's a shitty comparison but i'm still gonna do it um you see the like he's got that ovechkin type shot maybe not the accuracy because obviously (laughs) he doesn't have the goals but he's got that heavy shot he's got it you know from the same spot ovechkin does Mm -hmm. and you know, if, yeah. if only he could control it better. I mean, he'd definitely be higher on the the goal list. Um, yeah, but the you know, shot Ovechkin, is just so impressive. Yeah, he Ovechkin. He puts people on notice not only with the skill but with his shot. So yeah. it's, it's kind of the same thing. Um, who was it? I'm I'm drawing a blank. Um, it was the defenseman that always won the hardest shot competition. Chara. Uh, Chara is one of them. Um, oh, oh, Weber. Weber, yeah, Shea, Weber, Shea Shea Weber, Weber, yeah, yeah. He, he, when he was on the ice, you knew it. If that puck yeah, came to him on the point, true. like, look out, you know, like it's, yeah, it's that same type of thing. So, yeah, you, you know, uh, you, I told you before the show, I'm in Vancouver. I watched the Canucks growing up. The guy growing up was Sammy Sallow. Like when he was mm-hmm. on the ice with that shot, you knew, yep. you oh, just yeah. knew. Yeah, and yeah, Ferk is one of those guys. I agree, but at the same time, like, I kind of want to see the young guys in there. But yeah, it's one of those things, like. We're 12 games in, like there's still a lot of hockey to be played. Yeah. Well, I mean, the 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 thing about Ferg is uh, he was recovering from that groin injury and, and he then he got hurt again. the game. So they're saying it's a low yeah. body injury. It's more than likely a groin. And, and we know that's, that, that's months. So he's probably done until the end of the season. So you're going to get and, to see your kids play. <laughs> and that, that, I felt so bad. I yeah. felt so bad. And quickly, we, we started the show talking about COVID as well, going through the NHL a little bit. Mm-hmm. Well, the Kings do have their first delayed game as they're not playing. Yep. What was it? Saturday night now against Minnesota. Saturday against uh, Minnesota. Yeah. Yeah. Is that actually a, a blessing for this team? Because it could be because Roy's finally skating. Doughty didn't skate today because he left the game midway through the third period mm-hmm. after blocking a shot. Walker, we have no update. You said AA is about to come off the COVID list. Lazat might yeah, be able to as well. That having a big break like this might be another blessing for this team. It definitely could be. Um, but there are rumors and it probably won't happen. I mentioned it on, on our, uh, episode we recorded last night. Um, mm-hmm. there's rumors floating around because the, the, this is happening more often than the NHL thought. And, you know, like we have teams playing seven times yeah. in a row in a very short amount yeah. of time. They only yeah. gave themselves like a week or two buffer, yeah, which is, was not enough. Um, yeah. we're probably going to see some rearranging of the schedule and it might happen this weekend. Because the Ducks are in town with a day off on Saturday, so we might okay. get in a Ducks game, so that okay. there's more flexibility towards the end. So, okay. yeah. So we actually we on our on our podcast we actually call the week ahead and just make our predictions, and we we keep track of it throughout the year to see who wins. Okay. Um, so we actually called the Ducks for Saturday just in case they play. Okay, interesting. I like that. I wonder if that would if they would take away a game out of the five straight later in the season. They probably would. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but I'm looking forward to that. That's going to be fun. I was talking about the, our guys here at the network. They ho- the Duck Show is called The Quack Report. And mm-hmm. I was talking to them, and we were excited for that five in a row 
later in the yeah, season. No, it's it it's uh it's interesting because it makes it more like baseball or more like the playoffs because What's, the teams that have a little bit more playoff experience are gonna do better because they're used to playing the same teams uh-huh. night in and night out. Yeah. So it's it's gonna be interesting to see how all that stuff plays out. And honestly, honestly, this season I've loved it. Like I'm a big baseball guy, so I'm used to like the series happening and to see it happen in hockey. Now I honestly really like it a lot. It brings more, more intensity and more flair to the games when you're playing a a team for a second, third, fourth straight time. I think it's really fun. Well, especially when you have stuff happening, like what's happening in the the Canadian division, like with uh, Muzzin flipping pucks at Kachuk and, uh, you know, they're, they're going to remember that because they're playing again soon, you know, and they might play three games. Goudreau said on a on a podcast the other day that the hey, we don't we haven't forgot that we're gonna go after him when we play yeah. again. So I can't yeah, wait to see that. Yeah, he'll he'll probably get him back. Yeah, no, it's it's I we I have a theory that uh, yeah. all the other teams in the Canadian division just got together and was like, hey, let's just screw with Kachuk all year because he's oh, yeah. he's had there's been a few different like uh, yeah. you know replays of him trying to you know throw a tantrum and throw stuff around oh, going yeah. down the hall. So <laughs> I um, I honestly think that that is a possibility. Oh, it is. I don't know if you've seen it. It was very funny, but up here on, uh, on hockey night in Canada last Saturday, they had a funny map that was like the Matthew Kachuk hate map or love map across <laughs> Canada. And it yeah. was like, it was hate in every Canadian city and then love in Calgary. But That's every it, other yeah. Canadian city was hate. It was a very funny graphic that they made and put up. Yeah. But, just speaking of that, imagine if like, imagine it, say no COVID, but they had the series uh, schedule going and you had three straight between the Kings and the Flames and you have Doughty and Kachuk oh, just man. throwing fisticuffs every night. Yeah, yeah, no, that that, that would be awesome. I'd, I'd love that. Just especially oh, with how competitive uh, Doughty gets against Calgary. And, you know, obviously oh. there's not only just the, the Kachuk thing, but. You know they they got a they got friends there. You know that absolutely. Him. So it's it's, oh, it's yeah. always fun to see that, and I I agree with you. I, I we were a little hesitant to to say it was going to be a good thing playing the same team over and over again. You know, like two, three, four games in a row. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm actually liking it so far for a lot of oh, the same reasons you're yeah. saying. Uh, I I love it so far, and also shout out the Canadian division for not dealing with COVID. So far, right, because we're doing because because yeah. we're doing better with it up here than you guys. Yeah, we're down just dumb there. Americans, so we don't know any better. Yeah, and and we're <laughs> we're doing well with it up here. Yeah, like so, yeah. it's yeah. The whole COVID thing is just so funny to me when I look at like how well we're doing up here and how how the the states just don't care. One oh day. well, they it, it became political right off the bat, and that's where it all went downhill. Yeah, so. and it never did up here, and that was the big yep. the big thing. Yep, it never did up here. I have a lot of friends that want to move to Canada after all this. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's been a lot of talk at the network about when the hell we're all going to finally see each other and meet in person <laughs> and such. But yeah, okay. Uh, I guess just quickly before I let you go, let's get some predictions for Thursday night's game. Oh, let me just open it up. So, what did I? What did oh, I say? Yeah. Thursday night, because I keep track. I'm the one that keeps track yeah. of all this. Um, actually, we. For the entire week, so we 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 look at the week ahead. We record on Tuesday, so we're looking at Sharks, maybe the Ducks, and then the Wild. Uh-huh. Um, Jordan and I called three and zero, so we're we're calling wins all week, and so all of us called a win on this one. Okay. So we're 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 not letting the Love Sharks that. win again. Love that. No, you can't let the Sharks win again. I said I recorded with the Stick Hungry Boys last night, who's a, a Sharks podcast here, mm-hmm. and I said it was going to be 
a three two overtime win for the Kings last night. Oops. But then I said a four one but then I said a four one win on for the Kings on Thursday night. So nice. I'll take oh, that. I got one more question before I let you go. I meant to ask this earlier, and I know you have to get going. I'm sorry. I no this worries. is I've had this has been my thought hosting this podcast for a long time, and I've put it out there, but I need to know your your take on it as well. Cause I haven't heard your take on this. I, it all depends on how well Peterson plays this year. This is a big year for him. Mm-hmm. But I've said since I started hosting this podcast last year that Jonathan Quick is going to be on the Seattle Kraken. Oh yeah, absolutely. Thoughts. Yes, absolutely. they're going to go old. So, going so old. here won't be. Here's here's our here's our theory. Okay. Because Vegas just signed Leonard to a stupid deal deal for yeah. his, his skill level. and he looked horrible on Sunday, by the way. He he has so unless he gets it together with it, it might switch. Um, yeah. but with the deal that he just signed, mm-hmm. um, we fully believe that Flurry is going to go through the same situation he did in Pittsburgh, and oh. he's going to get picked up by the Kraken along with Quick. And can you imagine that duo? Oh my god, that would be insane. So that's that's our theory, is that, that it's going to be Quick and Flurry up in up in Seattle just destroying everybody. Okay, be, being up here in Vancouver, I've said for months that it's going to be quick and Holtby. That'd just be because, interesting. J- just still because, a, still a just good, because uh, good it just because the Canucks signed him to the two year deal, but they said to him like, "We're signing you to the two year deal, but we're exposing you to Seattle," and he was like, "Yep, yeah, no problem." So, well, yeah, it'll be interesting to see after, what happens after Vegas. I don't think anybody's worried about being exposed in the draft because yeah. if they. The same type of stuff happens with Seattle. There, it's 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 you're going to be on a good team. Yeah, they didn't for change sure. the rules. The only thing you're going to get is you're not going to get so many teams like the Ducks, which screw them for this. Um, <laughs> basically, giving up Shea Theodore so that they didn't take another player, and yeah. you gave up one of your best defensive prospects. And look at look what he's done for them. Oh, so yeah, I don't think you're going to see those kind of deals for Seattle. From PC. Yeah, but um, it's 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 still uh, odds are in their favor, right? Yeah. Oh no, for sure. They are. Absolutely. It's going to be the, I'm sure we'll talk a lot about that when the time gets yeah. there. Yeah. yeah. But we, we well, fully believe that, uh, that quick is he's gone. Um, the, the pipeline for goalies with the Kings is good. We have a stick uh, that's bounced mm-hmm. back and forth off of waivers. He's back. But, <laughs> he's, back. he's back. I don't yeah. know if you saw his tweet. It was fantastic. It was, the oh, drive yeah, up. It was so was nice. I decided to do it from the other side of the road. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was great. That was awesome. So yeah. he's, he's had a, he's had a, a good attitude about it. Um, mm-hmm. And I looked him up uh, just because of that. And uh, he's only got two games in the NHL, <laughs> but yeah, he's done really well in the AHL. So yeah. Um, he's he's a solid backup for Peterson uh, if they take quick and they can hang on to him for another couple of years. Um, you know, Perrick's coming yeah. up. Um, there, Valalta is is looking yeah. really good. He's still really young, but the it's there. But but Peterson is every bit as good as as Jones was when Jones was on the the Kings. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think you know you're going to see the 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 rotation stay every other game, no matter what. Yeah. Unless I someone goes up. So um, I don't, well, they're just going to stick with that. And I think it's, uh, you're going to see a, a, a very, very good Cal Peterson at the end of the year and uh quick uh, leaving the Kings, which is going to be sad, I, but it's going to happen. I, I totally agree. I'm so glad we're on the same page because I've said for over a year now that Jonathan Quick will be on oh, yeah. the Seattle team. So I'm very glad that we're on the same page about this. 
Yeah. Dennis, this has been awesome. I can't wait to do this again, hopefully with the rest of your co-hosts yeah. as well. Uh, welcome to the Hockey Podcast Network. Where can we find you? Um, we are basically everywhere at King's Realm Pod. So Instagram, Twitter, uh, Facebook, uh, you can find us on there. Um, we live tweet games. Um, so come have I some fun to. with us at King's Realm Pod. I too. It's, <laughs> it's, it's tough. tough to find all the games up here. It's yeah, it's games up here, but I tried. I, I can imagine, yeah. So uh, Jordan, he usually takes care of that. So you can go make fun of him, uh, make fun of us. We, we, uh, we always say that we're wrong often, and we are not afraid to hear about it and have some fun with it. So hey, you should have heard us a couple of years ago when we were talking about how the draft works. That was horrible. <laughs> you should you should go back on some of my episodes and try to hear me pronounce Kaliev. <laughs> that up horribly. Well, uh, you should. Uh, just go through our Twitter and see Jordan try and spell Anthony to see you. Yeah. I've had a lot to perfect it. Yeah. So um, he's just uh, now known as double A cause he, he still can't even pronounce it properly. So we, we all have a, uh, trouble doing it. So, yeah, I mean, with uh, us, we're, we're, we're more like the, the backyard barbecue, you know, uh, just fans talking sports. So we're, we're drinking like it's a backyard barbecue. And uh, the, the joke is uh, we crack beers at the beginning of the show and we stop when uh, James starts slurring. So uh. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, we're the only at the hockey podcast network. We're the only team that has two podcasts for one team. So I absolutely love it. I'm, I'm so glad that you're part of the network and thank you for joining me here on the Kingston. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Thank you. There you have it. That was Dennis of the Kings Realm Podcast, the newest podcast here at the Hockey Podcast Network. Thank you to him for joining us. As you can see, he is such a great addition to the network. Him and his and his two co-hosts are such a great addition to the Hockey Podcast Network. And we're going to collaborate a lot talking about the Kings. We talked a lot about we talked about a lot of ideas after the interviews, after the interview about what to do. So we're very excited to talk LA Kings hockey together in the future. And I said episode 19 throughout the whole thing. This is episode 20. So sorry about that. Anyways, this has been episode 20 of the King's Den. Thank you so much for joining us. As always, don't forget to check us out on Twitter and Instagram at the King's Den, T-H-P-N. I'm your host, Jordy Cunningham. Don't forget to check me out at Cunningham Jordy on Twitter or at Jordy underscore Cunningham 23 on Instagram. Of course, we're presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. Don't forget to check them out on Twitter and Instagram at HockeyPodNet. Or on YouTube for all of our great video footage, just search the Hockey Podcast Network. Or on Patreon for just $1, you can find all of our exclusive bonus content. This has been episode 20. Thank you so much for joining us. Stay safe, wear your mask, have a great weekend, and we'll talk to you on Monday for episode 21 of the Kingston.